Hey, y'all, I got a question for you. What's a piece of gear that you maybe have unintentionally overlooked in your rig throughout the years? Well, for me, it's always been guitar cables. I figured ah, it just goes from the guitar to the amplifier or the guitar to the pedal board to the amp. And if one breaks, whatever, I'll just go buy another one. No big deal. Thanks to the fine folks at Runway Audio, though, I have finally seen the light. Runway Audio is based in Nashville, Tennessee, which is awesome for me because that's right down the road. But it's awesome for you as well because Runway has the best cable on the market. And what makes it the best, you ask? Well, it has the lowest capacitance of any cable on the market right now at 20 picofarads per foot. And pretty much all that capacitance is is the ability to store an electrical charge. The lower the capacitance is, the less tone that it sucks from your cable from your guitar on the way to your amplifier. So if you're in the market for anything cable related, whether it's instrument cables, patch cables, XLR cables, speaker cables, power cables, you name it, Runway Audio has got you covered. And if you go down to my link tree, click the link for Runway Audio, any purchasing you will do, I will get a little bit of a kickback from that, which is always appreciated. So check out all the awesome stuff that Runway Audio is doing and pick something up to get the best tone possible. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back. Before we get to today's episode with this awesome guest, let's just take care of a little bit of housekeeping. So if you want to check me out on any social media platform, you can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, pretty much if it's out there on social media and you search Man the Helm, I'm probably there. Uh, but if you don't want to do all that, all of that will be linked down below in my link tree. That'll be your one-stop shop for everything I'm up to. Um, also, if you want to reach out a little more personally, you can reach out at manthehelmpodcast at gmail.com. I'll personally get your email. We can talk about whatever you want. Talk about gear, talk about life, talk about gigging. Uh, just no weird stuff per usual. Um, and last but not least, if you want to help support the show, I do have a Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support this show. But if Patreon's not your jam, that's totally cool too. The easiest and free way to help support the show is share this podcast with a friend. Give this podcast a rating or review wherever you're listening to this at. But really, at the end of the day, I'm just so thankful that you're spending your time here listening to this. You know, and this is what this podcast is about, about manning your helm, you know, taking charge of your life and driving in the direction you want it to go. And that couldn't happen without you guys. So let's get to today's awesome guest, Mr. Philip Carter from the 40 Watt Podcast. Welcome back to Man the Helm Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Philip Carter from the 40 Watt Podcast. How's it going, dude? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Um, it's kind of funny because you started like right when I was starting to get the idea to maybe do something in November of 2020, but I didn't commit to anything until 2022. But Yeah. And man, you know, well, that's the funny thing. Like I had the idea for a totally different podcast than what I'm doing now yeah. in 2019. And started mm -hmm. the prep to get ready to do that. And then the pandemic hit and I never got to do any of those things. Right. And so I had to completely take a left turn and do something totally different. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because uh, I unfortunately not unfortunately, I think it's good to, to build this. I, I have like two or three episodes where it's just me by myself at the very beginning. And it's yeah, awful. I had four of them. It's horrible. <laughs> 
It's so you, bad. You're, you're a bit better up on me, though, because you've got a disclaimer. I need to record a disclaimer for those three or four episodes. Oh, or yeah. Many there oh, are. dude. Yeah, I had someone who was like a friend of mine, and, and bless them, they're not guitar people, and therefore, like, the podcast really wasn't for them to begin with. For sure. But, like, as a support, they tried to go and watch it, and they were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I'm not right. interested at all. I said, no, you're 100% not the market for this podcast. Like, thank you for, like, attempting. Yeah. But- this is not for you. And that's where I got the idea. I was like, I really need to go back and put a disclaimer on those first four episodes. It's mm-hmm. like, Hey, thank you for going back and listening to these. This is not what the podcast is anymore. But yeah. Thank you for being willing to go back and listen to these. Yeah. I think that's a saving grace though. When you start to build up a decent, um, a decent catalog of podcast episodes, you know what I mean? Like they might just be searching for one specific person and that's going to pique their interest. And then they're going to go back through everything else. So that most of the time I would think that they would already kind of like you before they get to those at the very, you know, I would hope so. I would, I'm not, I'm not a person who goes back. Interviews are a little different, but I'm also like, I've gotten really into some podcasts and I'm not a person that goes back to the beginning. I'm like, yeah, I got here and then maybe I'll go back if I find out, oh, you interviewed some person or you talked about something I'm interested in. I'll go find that back episode. Yep. But I am, I am not going to go back in the past and try to figure out what's going on. I'm like, oh, I found you now. We're going to move forward. Right. Yeah. There's occasionally like a few podcasts that I'll be interested in, but that's when I'm already like super deep into it. You know what I mean? Like I've been listening to it for a couple of years and I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to sort by oldest episode and just see what this was like. You know what I mean? Maybe only listen to three or four, but I kind of like your backstory though. And I don't like to get too into like the typical backstory stuff, but you started playing guitar relatively late, right? Yeah. I didn't start playing until I was a senior in high school. I had, I had a false start with guitar when I was 16. I got Mm -hmm. an acoustic guitar and um, I don't know what I did to make my sister angry, but she was angry enough that she smashed that that pawn shop acoustic guitar. Right. I don't remember the brand. I don't remember anything. I, I must have played it for like two weeks and that was it. And then it got smashed and then I didn't get another one until I was 18. And yeah. so I picked up an electric guitar and an amp real cheap and went on from there. Yeah. So like when, when you started kind of like getting, I guess, back into it. I, I don't know if you, I want to say back into it because I don't think oh, you were no, really... it's, we'll call it getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what did you kind of like gravitate towards at that point in time, as far as like your musical influences or, Oh dude, at that time, I, this, which is really funny when I tell you what my first guitar was, but, um, at that time I had been doing like audio. I'm not even going to call it audio engineering. I had been running sound for yeah. some friends of mine who did, uh, contemporary praise and worship music in oh, churches. Yes. And so um I so they all played guitar, they all sang and so I slowly started to pick up from them. And so I picked up guitar to play in church mm-hmm. uh, at these Southern Baptist churches that I was a part of at the time. Um I'm I'm very uh I I have my faith. I, I don't know how into faith your podcast gets. I've I've listened to several episodes, but I appreciate um, that. I I um I am more of a, a like an independent faith-based person, so I don't, sure. I don't really push it a whole lot. And so, but it was a Southern Baptist churches at the time, yeah. very yeah. acoustic guitar, harmony driven. Uh, we played in one church where we had a conga drum, and apparently one of the deacons told the pastor, if there's ever a drum in his church again, he's never coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it was funny when I was kind of coming up, I played for like these mega churches. So I'm talking mm. like 
you know, in-ears, everything's off stage, a silent stage, you know, like I got really spoiled really quick, you know, and yeah. playing with the amazing people that were, were playing those gigs. But yeah, man, um, I just recently got, um, I played a gig at a church uh, here. I'm just in Clarksville, north of Nashville. And it was for one of those Southern Baptist church, or, or maybe it wasn't, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, somebody was saying that drums were not allowed because something about summoning something or other. And I was just like, oh, okay. I, I mean, hey, I, I'm cool with whatever you want to believe in. I just, yeah. I, this isn't my scene, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And there's, there's a whole thing that, that we're, we're not going to go down, but, yeah. and I don't mind, I don't mind talking about it to some degree. It's just a lot of people don't want to talk about it and For sure. I, I'll go down. It doesn't bother me. Um, like if we were on my own podcast, I, I would be like, yep, let's, let's go. But uh, I like to respect some boundaries hey, if man. there are. If we but, we can do whatever you want, man. You are you so are the guest. I, right um, now. you know, I grew up. I grew up in the faith. I was. I grew up Catholic actually, and then Likewise. and then went to a Southern Baptist church uh, for a long time, and thought I was going to go into the ministry. Like was prepping to go to seminary. Uh, okay. To go that route. Uh, I um I'm not going to pretend this makes me an expert. You know, I've read well, the yeah. Bible four times, cover to cover, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like. Hey guys, drums and cymbals are mentioned in the Bible in positive light. Like right. it's like right. let's let's really think about what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um so when I got into music, actually getting into music was the big steer away from that route for me okay. for, for a lot of things because I moved to Nashville, I moved to Murfreesboro, Tennessee nice. uh to to go to MTSU. I led worship at the BCM there for, okay. for two years. Yeah. Um year and a half. Um I I also partied a lot which oh is, yeah did, yeah you know that just is what it is um but it was like getting in and seeing some of the the christian music scene and seeing some of the worship scene and seeing some of the side of that the the mm-hmm. back side of it yeah that that sort of disillusioned me to it and started to look at other things and how i was doing some other things oh for sure dude i i, I have a I, I can't remember there was multiple moments i'm sure but you know especially playing at those mega churches and i'm not trying to say anything bad about the places if you choose to go worship whatever you believe in right but the experiences i had were not very good behind the scenes with some of yeah. those people and i am speaking very generally here cuz i don't want to you know yeah you're not you're not targeting any particular exactly. church you played at but my but, my last gig at a mega church so i i eventually got into that scene so mm-hmm. when i was first learning that really wasn't a scene like yeah. at least for that kind of music and that kind of the stage production and the in-ears and the amplest stages and all that kind of thing. Um, but it, it, you know, before I moved to where I live now, I was playing uh, every Sunday at this uh, assembly of God uh, uh, denomination church. Uh, and you know, it was, it was the whole thing, lights, in-ears, the band wasn't massive, but it's like seven singers, guitar, bass, right. two keyboards, drums, um, we actually had amps on stage, but they were oh, low okay. volume. Yeah. The, 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 the worship leader, she liked a little stage volume, mm-hmm. but it was, a it was one of those things where that was, that was a really positive experience for me because even though, you know, like my faith and my views didn't necessarily align with this church completely, mm-hmm. the people there were far more genuine than some of my other experiences in churches. Yeah. And they were, they were far more. I don't know. They lived more of what I considered like a real Christian faith-based life. You know what For I mean? Sure. They were way less judgmental. They were way less all these things. And so uh, all those typical negative things you hear about a lot of churches, like yeah. we'll, we'll just leave that blanket statement. They weren't yeah. that. And I really appreciated them for that. 
and so that was my that was my last mega church experience. I've I've been hired to play at a few other places here and there, spotty, mm-hmm. but it's really not a thing for me anymore. It's it's not a I don't know, it's not it's not really a scene where I am as much as it is. Nashville was my, when I living in Murfreesboro was my first experience in mega churches. Mm-hmm. And they get mega. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's insane. I haven't kind of gotten into that down here and I don't think I'm going to. Uh mine mm-hmm. was up in when I was living in Indianapolis for about half my life um yeah and there weren't very many there were they were probably i'm sorry i said go colts oh yeah absolutely i don't even know been a colts fan my entire life man (laughs) i'm not a big sports ball guy i i I like to go to uh i like to go to parties and hang out with people and eat food and (laughs) drink cheap beer but i don't i i don't really follow it as much as i probably should but that's fine but no man um I don't think I'm really going to because I've been to a few here in town in Clarksville and they're not mega churches, but they are definitely significantly larger than most here in Clarksville. And, um, I just was talking to my wife about it. I was just like, man, see, I'm trying it again. It's just this, I can't do this, man. You know, it, it, it might be just my bias, but it, it probably is, but it, it's just like, I find it so hard to find like genuine people. And maybe that's maybe, maybe that's why, because I just haven't put the effort out. I, I feel like that's what it is. You know what I mean? I have this well, preconceived notion of a bad experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, well, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot out there. Um, there's, there's a lot in that experience of a church and yeah. it's, it's not always the church. Sometimes it's the people. And to be honest, For sure. in, in my expenses and experience in churches, big and small, it doesn't take that many people, um, having, uh, or be, uh, how do I best say this? It doesn't take too many people in a church being the stereotype that we're describing For right sure. now. Yeah, yeah, you're, to you're right. push the whole experience in a church that way. Definitely. It only takes a handful of people to ruin a newcomer's experience in a new church. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've experienced that a lot. And it's it's harsh to be, oh, well, there's 300 members at this church and only six of them are hateful. But those six are the experience for the new person. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, it always, there's no, there's no black and white issues. That's what I always try to, I always try to find balance with everything. You know what I mean? Like there, there's so yeah. much gray in between any issue you could ever talk about in religion, especially, you know, because yes. you're never going to convince anybody regardless. You could have hours and hours and hours of conversation. And if they're convicted in their beliefs, they're not going to waver from that most of the time. You know? That's it. And, and and you can't. You can't argue that away. It's one of those no. things, and that's the very nature of faith. You can't yeah. you can't argue it one way or the other. There's not it's not a rational decision. Mm-hmm. If it were a rational decision, I'm gonna be honest, if it were just a rational, logical decision, no one would believe. Yeah. 100%. I mean because that's that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not a rational logical decision. It it's it's a it's a a faith and an emotional decision, and there's a lot in it. Uh, then there's also the under you got to come to your own understanding of okay what do I believe why do I believe it yep. what's going on getting your you you've got to and you know I've been to churches where there's both the I'm I'm going to differentiate um, I don't actually remember anymore how they're actually differentiated because it's been a long time since I've been in that life oh for sure yeah um, but there's the Churches that are layperson pastors and and you know that that have absolutely no requirement for any legitimate 
depth of study for sure no no theology no uh history no sociology no nothing to delve back into it mm-hmm. to know what they're talking about i'm not saying none of them know what they're talking about but yes. i'm gonna say that the vast majority of them do not yeah i would um, i would agree and and then you have the other side of it those that have done the research done the digging done the the deep study mm-hmm. um it, and not just not just the Bible, but historical context and historical exactly. uh, sociology of the time period and those people and those places um, to really get an idea of what they're talking about. And and then, then we get into the you could get weighed down the rabbit hole, uh, Calvinism, predestination, yeah. right. uh, literalism versus figurative uh, imagery, especially of the Old Testament. Yeah. It gets it gets way down the rabbit hole. And when you start when you start breaking it down person to person to person, it, it, it gets really hard. And I actually, I described yeah. a long time ago, my, my faith to, to, to put it in a nutshell. In fact, it is still my, uh, if you go to Facebook, you know, Facebook used to have where you can put your religion yeah. and like your faith or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I finally got, I just, man, I just got so freaking tired of the tedium right. of the, Oh, Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Acts and Paul and all of the books that he wrote or supposedly wrote or whatever, um, all of the things. And I was like, oh, I'm so tired of the, the tedium when it boils down to this. I believe in God. I believe in a lamb that was slain. And I believe that I believe in hope that was given to mankind and love above all else. For sure. That's it. That's it. Love people. Seriously, stop, stop your, stop your nitpicking, stop your whining, stop your pushing your whatever agenda on somebody else. Just love people and, and like try to take care of other people and you're going to be good. Yeah. I promise. Yep. You're going to be all right. See, that's, that's the one thing I, I will say, I don't know when you started exactly. Um, but I always loved how you ended your podcast with take care of each other. Like that was yep. such like just such a simple phrase like that has so much weight to it. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, just be kind and help, you know, if needed. Yeah. You know? So I think that's part of what happens when you start a podcast, especially during the pandemic that we were going through. And yeah. there was a lot of people not being very good to each other and Definitely. not being very, being very kind to each other. And and that's the trick. Uh, be good to yourselves. You know, first of all, take care of yourself. Don't don't be hateful to yourself. I have to tell myself this all the time. Uh you know, no lie, like the last few months have been some of the most stressful, the most yeah. anxious and and some of some of the darker times in my life. You know, I've been really stressed and really. And actually, I think today I had a moment actually earlier today where like I had this like minor thing that would would have always been just a minor thing. And it just blew up on me. Yep. And like it blew it just completely put me in a in a panic mode. Mm hmm. And then I was, I was driving home. I stopped at a dollar general cause there's 4 million of them. Um, and I bought, you know, I just bought a diet soda and a, and a, a monster energy drink. Don't drink. Oh yeah. Them. They're terrible for you. They're terrible for you. And, uh, I'm in line and I'm behind a woman, uh, and I've seen this woman before and she's, she's, she is a nervous and anxious wreck. Okay. And you can see it. Mm-hmm. And she like wears it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you can't help but miss it. And it gave me a moment of clarity. And I was like, oh, this is what you're doing to yourself. 
Yep. Like, this is 100%. You're doing this to yourself. Stop. Yep. And, like, I had that moment of, like, okay. I Like, what, you know, clouds parted kind of moment. I'm not saying that I won't be anxious or, or have any moments of depression in the coming months. But, you know, I think I, I had this blow up moment over something that didn't matter and then a clarity moment. And it's like, oh, I get it now. And that's where that first part came from. Be good to yourselves. Stop stop being hateful to yourselves for whatever reason it is. That's not helping you. That is just, that is making life harder to live. And then be kind to each other. Because, so I work, I'm a full-time public library director. That's mm-hmm. my that's my full-time job. And um, I do staff training on customer service because I came from a bar and restaurant background. Okay, yeah. And, and came into libraries. And so I had this whole conversation with my, with my staff when I do training, I actually do training in other libraries where I go train them on customer service. Um, And the first thing I tell them, because we deal with disgruntled patrons, it happens, people come in upset. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the things I tell them is you've got to meet them with some compassion because you don't know what's going on in their life right now. For sure. They're mad. They're not mad at you. Almost, almost every time they are not mad at you and they are upset at something. And, and that's, you know, I'm not expecting you to take abuse because that's actually the follow up to my customer service training is how to know when something is not just a difficult patron and you're actually being abused, whether verbally, emotionally, whatever. Um, but there's a, there's a moment where you got to step back and, and, separate yourself and compartmentalize a little bit that person yep. is mad at something but it is not you well and they're, that's the thing going through something you know meeting meeting anger with anger never ends well never works but it never works meeting someone that is extremely upset maybe not on the verge of anything physical but verbal for sure you come you talking to them in a in, a, in just a calm voice will immediately be like, they'll, the gears are start turning their head and they'll be like, oh, wait, what am I doing? You know yeah. what I mean? My trick I, I teach is that uh, when you have an angry, angry customer or angry patron, as I teach them, I said, they're coming at you with anger. What mm-hmm. I need you to do, if you want to know how to really resolve a large number, large percent of these situations, repeat back to them calmly what they're asking you. Yes. Just repeat back to you. Am I understanding that you need this mm-hmm. calmly? A lot of times they will immediately calm down. Oh, for sure. You're, you're not going to make them feel better, but they'll be calmer. Yeah. And, and they're not going to go from zero to, or, you know, 100 to zero, just like that. You know, it's exactly. it's, it's, it's a steady little de-escalation tactic that you're doing. You know, that's all it is. Yeah, absolutely. So that's so. the trick is, you know, that's why I finished with those two things. Uh, well, three things technically make some noise, but right, you know, right. be good to yourselves, be kind to each other. That's if we could all do those two things, yeah, the world would be a much more pleasant place. Um, I not not a single part of those asks us to agree with each other. Yeah. Just ask you to be kind to people. That's all. That's all we want. Well, and I I like that I finally took the leap, so to speak, and got you know I guess shoehorning my way into this little you know whatever community organization, whatever you want to call it, because. Yeah nobody is like, nobody is a jerk. There's a handful, but I'm speaking generally again, but nobody is ever mean. You know what I mean? They might just not send you a response back. 
most of the time yeah. in this sort of industry. You know what I mean? And that's I'm not still because... still waiting on you, John Mayer. You can respond oh, you to go. my yeah. message on Instagram anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I sent a few DMs on Instagram of people I know for sure I'm never, ever, ever going to talk to. But oh, dude, just on I, the off peppered, chance. Yeah, I peppered Instagram with messages too. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, I love this. Uh, so John Mayer, I'm, that's not a joke. He's got at least two messages in his inbox from me. Right. Um, inviting him on the podcast because, you know, I'm shameless. Um, uh, Taylor Swift's got one. Nice. Uh, who else did I? Uh, oh, um, oh, the guy who played Call Drogo. Oh. Oh, my wife is obsessed with him. Anyway, uh, your uh, listeners want to know who he is. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, um, but he he's got messages, and then I've got like a bunch of others and other guitar players and people around music and people that I just think are interesting in general. For sure. Um, and occasionally I get a message back. That's how I got Ariel Posen on the yeah, show. Is right. Literally, I just send out a message, and he responded and said, "Sure, okay, let's do this." You know. Yeah. So that that was that was how the whole thing got started. In fact, a lot of the podcast still happens that way. You know, two years in, I'm still Definitely. just Instagramming people and yeah. seeing if they'll they'll come on. Well, I mean, being part of the the community too. Once people start to see you, you know, posting consistently, you know, posting, you know, maybe not an episode a week, but you you are keeping your Instagram pretty stocked with stuff every day. You know, you're going live yeah. a lot on Instagram. You know, people are going to start recognizing you. You know, just from seeing suggested posts and stuff like that. I know it's a little weird now with the algorithm for Instagram, but it's still kind of happening. But Still, I'm worried. I'm worried. I caught Al, uh, Instagram too late. I think it's a. I think it's a dying social media. It is. I, I. I agree. I. I definitely caught it too late. So well, I guess we'll yeah. just see how it rolls. But I'm not going to yeah. stop either, though. That's that's the thing. No, like, no. I, I had somebody ask me about that the other day, and I was like, because they were asking about the difference between like my TikTok numbers and my Instagram numbers, which my TikTok is doing really, really, really well because I don't have to oh, put awesome. any work into it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just me hanging out saying something silly. My Instagram, though, it's like I still think of that as like a business card to everybody digitally. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's you, a lot of work. You, you want it to look professional for like you said, you sending DMs out to people you want. They're going to probably look at your profile, at least exactly. the first six, seven photos on it or videos or whatever. You know, you don't want to have some crappy, you know, quality pictures or videos or whatever. But I, I don't know. It's I, I was talking to that same person about the whole TikTok versus Instagram thing. And I was like, you have to be able to just like pivot between things to be able to, you know, just get out there. If you're not doing mm -hmm. anything, nothing's going to happen for you. Now, the stuff on TikTok, some of it falls very, very, very flat, but then some of yeah. it does insanely well. It, it's, it's so weird. And I'm sure you've experienced it too. Absolutely. I've had a couple of TikToks that really took off and then, my problem is I'm not consistent with TikTok because TikTok, right. to me, TikTok is work. It's like, oh, this is this is so much work to do these videos and do this. But then like, so I, I did an experiment recently. I did a short little video, uh, just, you know, camera shot through my guitar collection. And I did that Choose Your Fighter yep. theme song. And I was like, eh, we'll do this and see what happens. So uh, I posted it on Instagram and I had 5,000 views in four hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I posted the same video on TikTok. It's got like 600 views <laughs> three days later, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's... Like, but, but I posted, I did a different thing. I posted um, one of my, 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 actually my only truly blown up. I have a couple over 
10,000 mm-hmm. uh, views videos, but I have one that has, I think like 170 something thousand views nice. at this point. And it was the one where I did, uh, same riff, same rig, six different guitars. Right. I and remember so it. I did that one. Uh, and it's like 170 something thousand views yeah. that, that one on Instagram got like 600 views. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's super odd. And that's kind of the way I'm, I'm starting to kind of navigate the social media stuff. It's like, I, as long as I have a podcast that's consistent, I don't really care too much about the other stuff because it's like right. all those things are just tools and um, they're enabling people to get to what I want them to, which is the podcast. You know, I, that's the one thing I feel like I can still control. I, you know, I hundred percent. So, and, and and it's crazy putting a lot of work in, and I still work nights, by the way. So there's yeah. there's some times where it's like I'll have a guest. And they'll be like, oh, well, I can come on at 11 a.m. CST. And I'm like, oh, dude, I just got off like two hours ago. But yeah. I'm not in the position to tell you like, oh, no, no, especially some of these people. Like they're not like massive individuals, but I, it's like the respect thing. You know, I don't want to. Yeah. They're taking time out of their day to come on to my show. You know, I want to try to be as, you know, as good to them as I can possibly be. Yeah, makes total sense, and that's it's it, that's the mentality. That's how you got to take it, um, and and that's what I've been doing. I did uh, my the Calendly. I've I've suggesting that to everybody. The scheduler that I use. Oh now, yeah, yeah. You you got to do that, and it's a hundred percent free to use it at the level I use it at. Mm-hmm. So it and it has helped a ton. Like for example, especially in the last few weeks, um, I've had several uh, international guests. Okay, and so when yeah. you start when you start dealing with uh, time zones in other countries, like do not leave me to do the mental gymnastics to figure yep. out what time it is here when it's what time there. Yep. Here's the link. You pick a time and it's going to translate for me. Yep. And so I, I had a, I had two moments of um, angst one time coming out, you know, with a, a guest that was in the UK Two two guests that were in the UK. And I freaked out because I started the meeting and it was one of those like. 10 minutes went by and I was like, Oh my goodness, I've completely messed up the time. And they were sitting on here waiting for me. And now I'm just getting on here and they're just like, Oh no, whatever. We, I don't want to talk to you anyway. You know, one of those situations. <laughs> yeah. But it ended up working out, which was fine. They were just running a little bit late, but it was like that mental thought that I had. I was like, I just screwed up so epically. Yep. Absolutely. And it is, and it is one of those things where you don't want to mess that up. Yeah, you really don't. And it's and it's not like you don't think that person will understand or you think they're going to flip out. It's just that respect thing. You know, exactly. You're, you're yeah. coming on for me. And the thing I love about Calendly, it will send your guest reminders. Yeah. So it'll send them texts and email messages to say, hey, you've got this thing going on in half an hour. Don't mm-hmm. forget. Right. And I love that. Um, it ha- it saved me a couple of times when one guest told me I he said I completely forgot about this until I got the notification. There you go. Well, so, that's a good thing then. How I'm curious, um, whenever I talk to other people that do podcasts, um, typically how far out do you try to be like, like have some stuff in the tank or do you not really do that a whole lot? I, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to have stuff in the tank. It's, it's hard. I don't want to be too far out cause I like to stay relatively exactly. current. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to stay relatively current, but there's also the, the cancellations. Like I've had a couple of times this year where a guest had something come up and they've mm-hmm. had to cancel right. and I had nothing in the tank. So suddenly I've got a week, two weeks or three weeks 
where I don't have a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I went three weeks at one point this year, and that was the longest, like, continuous. But there's been a couple of times, like, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, an empty gap week. Yeah. And and while I want to be consistent, and I want to be a, I, I think my initial goal was 40 episodes a season, and okay. I can still hit that this year. Um, that gives me a couple of weeks off here and there for holidays and stuff like where I'm not pressing to get an episode out. Um, there's a part of me that's like, that has come to grips with the idea that it's, it's okay to miss a week here and there. Yeah, It's like, sure. cause the life happens mm-hmm. and podcasts are one of those weird, it's a, such a weird medium. Um, yeah. like I want to, I want to do YouTube real bad. Like that's been my thing that I'm working towards and figuring out. I've done some demos. I've done some other stuff and trying to figure out what I want to do on YouTube. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I still don't, I still don't really know, but I post the podcast over on YouTube every time that I record one. It's actually late this week. I always, I don't press about it because I'm putting up hour long content on YouTube. Yeah. The YouTube algorithm hates me. Mm-hmm. They they do not want this content because it's yeah. too long. So I'm like, it'll get up when it gets up. In fact, I'm going to try to get one episode up tonight uh, okay, from cool. last week's episode. And I'm going to try to schedule next week's because I'm going to be out of town this weekend. So tonight I'm I'm uh, doing all the liner notes and everything to host post gotcha. next week's episode posted early or whenever this goes out. It may even still already be out. But uh, so I try to I try to be a week or two ahead mm-hmm. in the can, but sometimes that doesn't shake out. And, and I've, I've stopped stressing over it. Uh, so I, I remember one week I had like four guests lined up in one week. So that yeah. meant I'd be the next four weeks were wrapped up and I was I, like, Oh, that's wild. I just had that that's, happen to me. Yeah. That's very rare. That's, you know, <laughs> that's rare to enjoy those moments when it, you can. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what, that's exactly what I'm doing. You know, it's like, I, all I have to do is just throw in a few intros and a few ads and then I'm good on all these episodes, yep. you know, yep, but that's it. You know, it's, it's one of those things. I, I guess I'm not running into it quite yet because I still try to get to know the person first. If I don't already yeah. kind of know them, like you and I have kind of talked here and there on the internet. So I feel like I don't yep. need to know like your, your backstory you know what I mean? Right. So it helps you've heard the, if, if you've listened to a few episodes of the podcast, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, I'm me there that there's no show. There's right. no, there's no persona. It's me as, right. as ridiculously goofy and unprepared and, uh, you know, off the cuff. That's mm-hmm. me. That's who I am in real life. So, right. Well, yeah. I was struggling for a little bit and, um, it, it was, it was not the talking to people. It wasn't like some weird, like imposter syndrome stuff, but it was more of like ignorant to the fact of what, I, of who I was talking to, like trying to do research. Yeah. But then it's like, if they're super, super, super deep into like pedals or strings or picks or whatever, I'm not super, super deep into any of those things. I am a fan of a lot of those things. And I might be able right. to have about a 10, 15 minute conversation with you that barely scratches the surface of the depth. But then when you start just naming off stuff, I'm just sitting here with like like a deer in the headlights look with some of these people. It's just like, I am so sorry. Can you explain what that means? But that's also really good because there's some people that don't know what that means. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That, and that's the trick. You're going to talk about things that your guest has no idea. Your your listener has no idea about. Yeah. So don't don't assume your knowledge anywhere. Exactly. Um, 
and and I don't assume knowledge anywhere anyway because I think that's rude. Mm-hmm. Which yes, that does mean occasionally I've been a- accused of mansplaining, and I'm not trying to assume. I'm not assuming ignorance. I'm just not taking for granted that everyone knows the things I know. Right. It's one of those things where I expect someone to stop me and say, "Oh, yeah, I know this. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. I don't have to explain this." Right. Like, I just don't. I don't want to move forward in a conversation without us being on the same in the same place. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't want to start I don't want to start talking about uh <laughs> I don't want to talk about transistors and <laughs> resistors and and uh, op amps or anything like that right. before I know that you know what a guitar pedal is. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, it's it's one of the, that's a really lame example, but I've been talking about guitar pedals with people lately and so building pedals and that's the thing that's on my brain. Yeah. So, so, but the beauty, and, and one of the things I came to early in my podcast, and uh, one of the great examples, uh, actually, is it's been one of my favorite episodes to record, was with Ari from Hot Tone. Oh, dude, I love um, that episode so much. It was such a great episode, because yeah. um, he he didn't know either coming in, you know, he we'd exchanged some emails, and that right. was about it. Um, and, and he was one of the, uh, I got in touch with him through a blind email that someone gave me some contact info and I just blind emailed. Oh, wow. Uh, and he said, yeah, I'll come on the show. Awesome. Um, we got to talking, didn't know much about each other at all coming in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we started out talking about the gear, but we shifted pretty quickly in right. that episode right. and spent the whole episode talking about community and imposter syndrome and just social media and the, the, the whole world that is in your face 24 seven now. And it was just this great conversation about just living life as a musician and not about gear, despite the fact that he's there representing a brand who's trying to sell gear. He didn't care. That's not what we're there for. Yeah. You know, and, and some, some episodes are a little more gear focused or maybe a little sales pitchy for Um, sure. And that's fine. But the most of them are more about, we talk about the gear and then we move on. Yeah. And that's it. You know, mm-hmm. and th- those are my favorite episodes where we barely talk about guitar gear. We just talk about life. You know, it, it's one of those things because I think it's like everybody's situation is 100% different, but everybody's situation is 100% relatable. It's like yes. y- y- you're obviously not going to go through the exact same struggles as anybody else, but you've had something horrible happen to you that most likely somebody else has experienced something pretty close, if not similar. You know, like, and you can relate to that. You can latch onto that. That's why I love that podcast. I was going through one of those really, really bad self-doubting moments. And mm-hmm. that episode got released. I, I wasn't even going to listen to anything at work. I can usually just pop some earbuds in and just listen to whatever at work. Yeah. And I popped those in and I pulled up and I was like, oh, Philip posted a new one. I'll just, whatever. I'm going to hit that. And that's what I was just <laughs> like, man, what am I doing? Quit being yeah. like this, man. Get off your butt. And let's do this, man. You know, that's, that's yeah, what it that- really... I got so motivated. There's those are those are my favorite. That was a really really great episode. Um, had then you get an episode like um, that I had with uh, you. You've had him on your podcast, Jordan from Poison Noises. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, what a fun guy to talk to, and and barely talked about pedals. Yeah, <laughs> despite the fact that he was releasing this new line of pedals, and like <laughs> that's the reason he's on. Right. Uh, hey, you have you have pedals? That's awesome. Tell me about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's cool too, because, you know, that's like most people during 2022, that's what happened. You know, everything got shut down. Everybody had to immediately shift and be like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, and for some people like myself, I was able to keep a 
decently good paying job and just having to wear a mask and social distance from everybody, but I was still able to go to work. Right. A lot of people Same. weren't able to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's one of those, I got, okay. So a little, little backstory. I don't know if I've said this too much, but, um, I used to be in the military. I got out of the military in August of 2022. Really? Yeah. I didn't know it was that recent. I knew you were in the military. I didn't know it was that recent. Yeah. So it was like everything was shut down. No schools were available to go to. No, like, it, like nothing. So I'm just like and sitting you mean, here. You, you mean August of 2020? Yes, I'm so I'm so sorry. August, I yeah. always say I'm just that. making sure you didn't mean this month. No, 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 no. <laughs> I always say that for some reason. August of 2020. It's, there we go. Yes. But yeah, nothing was open. And I'm sitting here. I got a wife and two kids. And I'm just like, well, I picked a heck of a time to decide to get out. You know, now I don't right. have a paycheck. You know, I don't have any insurance. I don't have anything. But, you know, the ball had already been rolling. So like right when that was the date assigned to me, that was the date. There was nothing. I mean, I guess I could have probably done something, but I was pretty over it at that point. But it, it yeah. worked out in the end. You know, it, it really did. It, it just really came down to, like I said, just figuring out what I wanted to do, which was I love talking to people. I love hearing the backstories behind people. I love hearing the backstory about gear. And it's yeah. like, well, this is too easy. I've, I've got everything I need to just record a podcast. You know, it's not hard anymore. You can just download an anchor account and call it good. You That's know what it. I mean? It's, it's so simple. And I, I made it so difficult for a long time. I thought it was so difficult. At one point, I was going to do, um, I'm, I'm also a, a gamer, not okay. like a hardcore gamer anymore, but thought we were going to do a, um, I did a, did one with a friends, uh, some friends of mine and like, I couldn't figure out hosting. I couldn't figure mm -hmm. out like all this stuff. And now looking back, I'm like, how did I not figure this out? It's so right. simple, right. but I didn't, I had all kinds of issues, but, um, I, you know, we recorded a couple of episodes, never got them out there. I'm holding on to the name though, because, uh, I do plan on doing that one. At oh, some nice. Point. That'll be a fun, cool. that'll be a fun, like maybe once a month, you know, or oh, whenever yeah. we feel like putting it out kind of podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, not, not serious. Like I take 40 water or anything like that, but, just, you know, a bunch of guys and, and gals sitting around talking about gaming and being ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Great. <clears throat> well, I think that's really what it like. I, I love the people that can monologue by themselves. That's a skill that I do not have. I do not have it. But sitting down and just like talking with friends, that's that's what really I'm drawn to because you feel like you're just there hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's you know, it. and that's it doesn't matter what the podcast is about. I listen to a bunch of random podcast stuff on uh, ghosts and space and what, whatever else gaming stuff <laughs> like anything I can like think about and the ones that I always gravitate towards are the ones where it's just two buddies just kind of shooting the breeze you know That's with it. a topic that you know kind of they touch on every now and then you know what I mean yeah, it, it scratches that socialization uh, socialization itch yeah. that I have uh, I'm a, I'm an extrovert uh, I don't know if you've ever taken the Myers-Briggs personality or the Myers-Briggs instrument, whatever they call it. Yeah, I have, um, I believe. Yeah, you probably have. I think the military likes to use yeah. it, actually. Uh, it's pseudoscience. Y'all don't y'all yeah. y'all yeah. don't yell at whatever player you're listening to. I know it's pseudoscience. <laughs> there's, there's no, like, uh, anyway. The only people verifying the results of Myers-Briggs are the people who do Myers-Briggs. Right. Neither here nor there. So I, I've taken it multiple times over the years. Mm -hmm. And I, I am an extrovert. I know I'm an extrovert. Um, I test at 30 of 30 extrovert on the Myers-Briggs. Okay. It's like that is me. Right. Uh, it means 2020 was really hard. Yeah, it I'm sure. It was really hard on me. 
Um, I'm still not like mentally fully recovered from the anxiety. I've never I been an it. anxious person. I've never had anxiety. It like I, I did the regular teenage anxiety and depression yeah, for sure. that I think every teenager goes through. You you can't go through that kind of change like no. anatomically and you know whatever hormonally without uh, some some issues there. But for sure, um, I'm not. I'm I'm an outgoing person. Uh, very gregarious, uh, no anxiety, and 2020 shifted things for me. Mm-hmm. Like I have been an anxious wreck since then. I'm hoping to come out of it, but we're gonna see. Um, this is why I advocate therapy for everyone. For sure, I, I don't think therapy is a wait until you're at your worst kind of thing. You yeah. need to like people need to take their mental health very very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm a very outgoing extroverted person and it's amazing how a podcast that i'm not even on i can listen to this conversation between these people i'm not even part of the conversation and it scratches that socialization itch for me a little bit and then being on a podcast is even more because it is actual socializing with other human beings but just having that other conversation going on Mm -hmm. that that i'm around gives me that what i'm calling um that that faux one-on-one personal experience like you have this you build this faux uh relationship uh in your head of being part of this conversation when you're not it's fine we we know um but can be it's it's a way to build that and and keep that part of your brain definitely uh, that part of your psyche from losing it well to kind of add a little bit to that like have you met anybody I know you haven't been around for too long, but has there been anybody that has like kind of like a interpersonal like relationship, like trying to like chat you up more from like being a fan of you? And if so, like, how do you kind of navigate that? Um, you know, it's so nothing that's gotten like too far, like for sure, and and nothing that's gone a little wild, and and this is where. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to use a term that, uh, I don't know what your listeners are like, but they may not like me using it, but that's okay. Um, there's some male privilege there, just being a dude in this industry. I, I a hundred percent agree. So if you don't like it, I'm sorry. That's my opinion too. Yep. That's, that's the way it is. Um, being a dude, I don't get that the way female podcasters and female YouTubers and female gear personalities deal with it. They get the, the, they either get they usually get both but -hmm. there's two different types there's the want to get way too close to them and way too personal right and then there's the um are adversarial about them basically existing in the space for sure um so they get those two i i haven't really experienced either one of those there have been some people who like because of the show suddenly i'm getting a lot of messages from them and we chat back and forth and it's fine most of the time it's just Folks that end up becoming friends, they're fans of the show, either exactly. they join my Discord or, you know, they're just, we constantly chat on Instagram. It's not been anything that's too much. Yeah. Um, but I could see where it happens. And I could see where I, you know, I had Rhett Scholl on the show and like, I can't imagine what that dude's inbox looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's no wonder, like kind of we were talking about earlier about like just sprinkling DMs and in Instagram, you know what I mean? I... It, yes. The thousands upon thousands upon thousands. I'm probably, you know, maybe even for some of these people, tens of thousands. It's like, yeah. What are you going to do at that point? Are you going to go through and respond to people? No, you, no. you don't have enough time in the day. You know, 
I haven't experienced it um, personally, but I have had a few people um, that I've known that have somewhat good viral success and they're not doing it anymore. So I'm not going to say who it is, but um, they um, that's one of the reasons why they kind of quit doing it. They were getting kind of freaked out. You know what I mean? It it was. Yeah. I had, you know, just going back and, and there's, there's definitely worth some freaking, actually, I'll give you an experience I've had. It isn't for me. Um, so I had Dominique Ruiz on my, my podcast. Uh Um, and, and Dominique, if, if y'all have seen her, she's on Instagram. Uh, she's an attractive blonde guitar player Mm -hmm. out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, she's a great guitar player and she gets, she gets so much trash talk on her Instagram. Yep. And it's either one of it's one of those two types that I was just talking about. Um, it's either uh, people telling her she can't actually play. By the way, she's class a classically trained uh, guitarist. Yep. So yes, she can absolutely play, and she can probably. I don't care who you are that's listening to this right now. She can probably play circles around you. I, so, I would probably no matter agree. who you are. And um, but yeah, and so I had her on the podcast, which means there's a YouTube video up yep. of our, my interview with her. It is the only video that I on regular basis have to delete comments on. Wow. It is the only video that I have ever had to delete. Actually, I think is ever. I think it's the only video I've ever had to delete comments on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy, man. Cause like when I, I'm not going to lie and I've always tried to do this. I've tried to always expand my horizons before I started doing this podcast. I was very close minded. I'm not going to yeah. why do you, well, I was starting to be a little more open-minded once I kind of got away from the military side of things and re-entered into normal society, so to speak. Sure. But, um, every time I talk to somebody, it's just like any biases that I had in my head are completely gone now. It's like, well, that's yeah. not true at all. Why was I even thinking that? And the key to that is talking to people that you maybe don't feel comfortable talking to at first. You know what I mean? You have those internal you know, ideas already, you know, those preconceived notions and you just don't want to, I, I don't know, man. I I've started recently getting into the get offset podcast. I I've been away yeah. from it for too long. I need to really like dive deep into it. Cause I love the podcast that I've listened to so far and I love their Instagram mm-hmm. and I love the YouTube, but I've noticed the exact same thing that you're saying with yeah. their YouTube, especially. And I was just like, see, I knew it was there. I knew for a fact it was there, but I just never mm-hmm. physically saw that volume of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I've had Emily on the podcast a couple of times and I love Emily. I'm over there on their discord. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Emily and now Joan of heart, Joe yep. is, is over there on the podcast as well. Loved Andrew as well. Great people mm-hmm. over there at get offset podcast, love their stuff. Um, it's one of those podcasts that, if if you're going there to just hear about gear, you need to go somewhere else. For sure, for sure. If you're just going to hear about guitar and you're not comfortable with someone talking about, you know, some some issues and right. some things that are going on, if you're not comfortable with that, and that is okay to not be comfortable with that. Definitely. Go, go somewhere else. Um, but they're not going to pull any punches. They're going to talk about some things that, like we're talking about now. Yeah. Just nobody wants to talk about because it's not fun to admit those things. You know, I grew up, um, I grew up extremely closed minded. Uh, I grew up, I'm Lebanese. Okay, uh, yep. I talk about it. I'm, I'm fairly open about being Lebanese. I love being Lebanese. Uh, and it's one of those things, you know, some, some people want to come at me. Um, I'm half Lebanese. My mom was full blooded Lebanese. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I may, oh, let me do the math. I can't remember <laughs> if it's N plus one or for generation, but I'm like a third generation American. It's fine. But my, oh, okay. but my family stayed, stayed, um, you know, Lebanese family marrying Lebanese families yeah. mm-hmm. uh, kind of thing until my mom's generation. And uh, I've, I've grew up. Catholic grew up in big Lebanese family, Mm -hmm. you know, Lebanese, I identify as Lebanese. Um, I grew up very closed minded though, because my last name's Carter. It's like super white name, you know, super, super common American name. Um, and I grew up with that mentality and that mindset and that I, you know, I went to schools that were Confederate apologists, the way they taught history and kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Until... And this was all until um, I started dating a girl and some of her family didn't like me because they thought she was dating outside of her race. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. And I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa, hold up. Yeah. What? Right. And then I started to really see, you know, issues like that. And and it's been it's been almost since that moment the shift in my mindset happened where I started to see things I just didn't see before. For sure. Um, and so I, I, that's where like it became more of my faith became more about loving people than excluding people. Yeah. I, I be, my faith became an inclusive faith instead of an exclusive people, just to call back to a previous conversation we were having. Right. And that's when that switch happened and it became less about what makes me different than this person. Mm hmm. And became more of what makes me the same as this person. Right. And I started really. And so those are the kind of issues that need to be addressed. And that's things like the the episode with Dominique Ruiz, where I yep. have to delete multiple comments of uh, people professing their undying love to this woman they've never met and telling her, <laughs> you know, all these ridiculous things. Right. And or saying ridiculously nasty <clears throat> things. Yeah. On, on the comments or, or like Emily bringing it back to get offset. I've seen some of the comments she gets in her inbox. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm ashamed that there are human beings that would say those things to another person they do not know. Yeah. It's, it's a bad thing too, because it's like, it, it's it, nobody. I have never met anybody that would say something that egregious to your face either though. It's because they're yeah. hiding behind the, the screen. You know what I mean? It's anonymous, yeah. so to speak. It's, it's not that big of a deal it's not a real person because I don't interact with that person. So they're just somebody out in YouTube. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's the whole thing about, uh, that's why Twitter is such a, I, I try to stay off of Twitter nowadays. And that's as someone who has multiple Twitter accounts. Um, I have, I have several anonymous Twitter accounts that I Mm -hmm. literally have so I can trash talk sports or politics or other things and not have it tied to me because, I have opinions, but I don't always want to just get into those fights on a personal basis. And I understand, I understand that want to hide behind an anonymous thing, but it's one thing to be anonymous so that you can say the things that should be said, you you know what I mean? Without having to get into those conversations. But there's another thing when you hide behind something just so you can say nasty, hateful, hurtful things to people. For sure. uh, Which is what I see the most often. Yeah, I, I feel like most of the people that are commenting on that also aren't expecting you to reply back to them. Uh, At least from my experience, I haven't had very many, but the few that I have, it's just like, Oh, I just get left on red. Cause I'm just like, dude, what's, what's going on, man? You know, are you, are you good? Yeah. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but like, 
I have never once thought about just typing all caps out on a YouTube video or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, that was okay. I didn't really like how they did X, Y, Z, but it's all good. You know, exactly. And, and we, it, and it's a, to, to take it out of, we'll move past the, um, the abuse that female, uh, Mm -hmm. or, or women experience in this forum to just the nastiness people can have towards anything that's something they disagree with. Like right. not everyone on YouTube is going to be a shredder or a, a blues player. I mean, I, I, that's all I do is I sit around and play blues licks. I get it. Like if that's <laughs> not your bag, you, right. there are a million channels for you to go and listen to otherwise. Right. Um, but like, I just see what Ryan Burke goes through. You yeah. know what I mean? Ryan mm-hmm. Burke is a, you know, a 60 cycle hum. He's just a, he's just a, guy who loves surf guitar for sure um, he's he's a good guitar player guys i don't care what any of you say uh i've 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 played guitar with him live in in person like in a group and it, just sitting around a room you know all jamming together he's yeah. a good guitar player he may not be um i i don't know let me find a, a name that you know i used to say eddie van halen but i feel like we need a new term he's not a uh, daniel donato or yep. Or, uh, you know, any of Tosin Abasi or any mm-hmm. of those guys. But, you know, he plays guitar. I think we we have this unrealistic expectation of of guitar players and other people and anyone in this forum that they need to be at some godlike level. Right. Um, and and th- this ties into the the thing like with with women uh, guitarists on YouTube and Instagram and how they'll get trash talked, even though they're very good. Um they get it even worse than guys who are just good or, right. and not amazing. Right. Not not all of us are can be Chris Buck, y'all. No, no, <laughs> no, no. But the thing is, too, it's like if it, you're not creating like social media content to show off most of the time, you know what I mean? Like if you're right. if if you're creating content, you're trying to add something to the community that you're a part of, whether that's gear, music, gaming, whatever. You're trying to add more to that community. This unrealistic like expectation of everybody, like you said, just needs to be godlike on the guitar. It's like, well, no, they can still make awesome demo videos. They can still show you, like, how many people can take? A, I don't, I don't even know. A, just a random pedal off the top of my head. You take something and you play surf music through it. How many people? I know there are quite a lot, but at the same time, how many people are really doing it at Ryan Burke's level? Right. I I do it with blues all the time. When I look at, okay, yeah, you're sick of blues licks. Yeah. But what you think are blues licks, I want to see you do it. Right. Like for sure. I because look, I've been in that blues world for a long, long time. Yeah, you can play a pentatonic scale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can you can play a flat fifth in there and sound like you know what you're doing. Yeah. But you don't sound like blues. No. I, I know what blues sounds like. And that's hard. Yeah. I've been I've been at the blues game for 20 years and yeah. I am still bad at it. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a tough thing to do to get that feel. And so let people let people do what they do. Yeah. I do what I do on Instagram and hopefully on YouTube as I figure out what I'm doing. I do it to generate conversation. Yeah. Uh, half the time I that I post things on Instagram, I just want someone to talk to about these things that I think are cool. Mhm. And so I need someone to comment so I can start to have a conversation back about sure. it. That's that's literally all it is. It's me trying to have a conversation with the things that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've, I've never understood, though, like, I, I'm, I'm starting to kind of understand it. This, this, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's like 
this overwhelming pressure that you, for some reason, put all on yourself. But I have noticed here in the past probably four months that, once again, if you're trying to do anything, finding like-minded people is not hard these days. That's it. The internet makes it so easy to find like-minded people. Yeah. It makes it so easy. Find your group. Um, yeah. Get get out of those toxic Facebook groups yes. where they just hate on everyone that posts everything. Mm-hmm. There are way better groups out there to get into. Um, the, yeah, they're probably smaller. And yeah, you're going to get fewer reactions in those smaller groups. Yeah. But your reactions are going to be way less toxic. They're yes. going to be way less, way less damaging on your anxiety, your self-worth, your just your view of the world. Don't get me wrong. You're never going to get rid of that anxiety. I um I still agonize over every single episode I post. Yes. Every For every sure. episode I post on on my podcast before I post it, I I this is bad. I'm this is me admitting something I shouldn't admit. I when I edit my podcast, I stop listening to them. Uh, I, yeah. I don't listen to it anymore. I get levels right. Yep. And I make sure everything lines up in the beginning and the end, and then I post. You you and because, me are literally the exact same. Yeah, because if I listen back to yes. it, I may never post that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, But then I still end up with that anxiety of, oh, did I say something stupid? Or was that even yeah. interesting? Or was that even worth posting? Nope, stopped it all. You know why? Because it's going to live and it's going to be a thing and it's going to do what it does. Yeah. If If 10 people listen to it, if 500 people listen to it, um, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've created this thing. I had this conversation. I'm sharing it with y'all. Exactly. Once, once it goes out of my hands, it's, it's yours to, yeah. to deal with and not deal with, but to experience how you experience it. For sure. So, yeah. well on that, we're just about at an hour, which I try to keep mine right at an hour. Um, sure. So I, I should, I should take notes from that. Might've been going long. <laughs> well, I mean, we can go as long as you want, man. It's just I try no, to no, I try good. to keep it right at sixty minutes, just to make sure everything's good for the listener aspect of it. But before we, uh, you know, cut this off, uh, where can we find you at? Where can you know do all your plugging, so to speak? Oh, awesome! Yes, yeah, so forty watt podcast. That is four zero watt podcast. Uh, you can find it at forty wattpodcast dot com. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at forty watt podcast. Um, if you just Google search it, you'll find it, um, uh, which I'm really happy with my SEO. Um, cause I've got to fight two other 40 Watts out there, not podcast, but oh, I didn't there's, know a, that. there's a 40 watt club in Athens, oh, Georgia that I okay. discovered. And so, uh, if you search for me, you'll find me. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, over Instagram is the best place to, to find me. There's 40 wattpodcast.com. There's YouTube, uh, all the things, you know, all the socials. I'm on TikTok. I'm Facebook, Instagram. There is a Twitter account that I never look at. So if you message me over there, I'll probably never get it, but that's okay. Yeah, it might be a it's few months. There. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll have all exactly. those things linked down below too. And everybody should check out Philip because all the stuff that like the past, I want to say, dude, like this past year has been really awesome with all the guests you've had. And I've loved yeah. how it's transitioned kind of again from really not talking about the gear so much, you know, not that I'm complaining. I love the gear talk. Yeah, exactly. But but these conversations, like I think you and I just had, I feel like are a lot more, what's, what's a good word for it? Um, I think they're more productive. They are really honest. Yeah. And and I'll be honest. And just to add to that, I love gear, but I'm kind of tired of talking about it. I get you. It's yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. Well, it'll it'll be a short conversation. We'll talk about gear, but I'm way more interested in 
people's stories as a musician mm-hmm. or as a creator Definitely. or as a, a builder. I'm, I'm just way more interested in people than I am about the stuff they make. Exactly. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up. Philip, thanks for coming on, dude. I had a really great time, man. Man, I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, we'll check you guys next week on Man the Home Podcast.